This week on the Glass Cannon Podcast, after quickly dispatching the necromancer. Like going back to third grade, <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a legit better sequence of roles out of a player. The heroes whirl about. He is dead, but one of his children, one of his creations, yet lives. To face down a snarling monstrosity. It's got an extra arm growing out of its chest. It looks like armor is plated into its skin, maggoty-like skin stretched over its grotesque frame. But one courageous act. As he's falling, he leaps off of him onto the other creature. Come on! Is that a them fatally exposed. I'll roll some damage to start. Max damage. And now... Somebody tells me that's not the worst part. No. (laughs) I need you to roll a fortitude. Oh, no. The adventure continues. Oh, Oh. no. That's, uh, That's probably the worst thing that could happen. No. How's it going, Glass Cannon Nation? It's your boy, Grant Berger, a.k.a. Sheriff Baron Ashpeak. Now, let me tell you something. I'm thrilled spring is just a few days away, but I'm even more excited for the greatest season of all time, summer. We're talking about hitting the beach, eating some snow cones, a couple bruzonis at the baseball park. But that's not even scratching the surface of the fabulous summer bliss coming at you in 2019. That's right, the big boy, Gen Con, coming back to Indianapolis this August. It's truly the best four days in gaming anywhere. And if you're lucky enough to get out to Indy, not only will you have the time of your life on the convention floor, you'll also get a chance to party with the Glass Cannon crew as we present not one but two live shows at Hi-Fi Indy. Let me tell you, though, if you want to come out and see the sheer exuberance and terror of our strange Aeons campaign live, you gotta get moving quickly. The first show is almost sold out, but there are still general admission and VIP tickets left to our Saturday matinee show, which is going to be a guaranteed banger. Do yourself a favor, get off of work, come on up to Indy and have a great time with the five of us in the astonishingly friendly and, might I say, amazingly good-looking Glass Cannon Nation. And while you're repping the GCP at Indy, you better look your best. So head over to the merch store at glasscannonpodcast.com and get yourself some killer threads. We have new t-shirts for sale, older shirts back in stock, and we're going to be populating that bad boy with some new swag any day now. So check it out. Lastly, look, Skid already talked about how amazing the Dallas show was in a recent app. But I would be remiss if I did not thank the city that raised me for coming out in full force for a wild show. I can't wait for y'all to see that crazy roller coaster go off the rails. Thank you, Dallas. And I also want to give a special shout out to my family, Rick, Liz, Megan, Dave, and the incomparable Mary Berger. But now that the thank yous are out of the way, lace up your boots because the March to 200 is nearly complete. This road has an end, and the end is in sight, so sit back, relax, and enjoy episode 198. Just a couple of days ago, I was editing episode 197 of the Glass Cannon podcast. Maybe you've heard of it. I'm familiar with that show. And What's, what's that? I, You know, we edit these every week. What the hell's a Glass Cannon <laughs> 
Just go with me on this. Wouldn't it shatter the minute you tried to fire a cannonball out of it? I had this exact conversation with my aunt and uncle this morning. <laughs> they were visiting from L.A. and they were like, so what is, what's the glass cannon? I don't understand it. My brother-in-law who played like original box D&D and has like the orange character streets and drew all his friends' characters. I didn't know this until this podcast happened. You really brought my family closer together. Thank you, Troy. That was Joe. my goal, Grant. Uh, but he came up to me and said, I didn't know what a glass cannon was, but I looked it up, and that's pretty cool. <laughs> it's pretty accurate. Pretty cool. It is. But what I was amazed by, in and, and uh, what I was saying is we edit these all the time. It just, for some reason, as I was putting the finishing touches, I was like, 197 of these things? That's insanity. It is. It's insanity. And now we're walking into 198 on the cusp of 200. Obviously, I make a big deal about this, much to Matthew's chagrin. Actually, no... I have had a bit of a change of heart. <gasps> what? Really? Whoa. What? And on that day, the Grinch's heart grew three sizes. <laughs> <laughs> as, you know, he as, lifts up the table. As <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> his heart grows <laughs> ten Grinches. Plus two. Um, no, but as you all know, um, I've just, I, I don't, I'm not anti-celebration. I just think that the number is arbitrary. But I can see that it means a lot to all of you that episode 200 be something special. Okay. So, so on that note, Congratulations, everybody. It's episode 200. Wow. It's got whiskey. Wait a minute. It's It's not episode 200. Yes, it is. Because episode 100 was actually three. So this is the real episode 200. Whoa. Wow. It's the 200th part of this I don't, story. I don't wow. I feel very whiskey unprepared. For you. Wow. For me. <laughs> I was I was not expecting whiskey. whiskey out of his breast whiskey pocket. Whiskey for you. <laughs> that actually, is amazing whiskey from Portland from our good friend Carrie Haley gave this to us. This is a uh, a whiskey distilled in Portland, which by the way is where our next glass cannon live is. Oh, oh, yeah. Sorry, it's yeah. sold out. Should have bought those tickets, fools. Always be closing. <laughs> but in always. all <laughs> Seriousness, though, if you're listening to this and you're in the Portland, Seattle area, kind of, you know, that part of the country, check out the Reddit because a lot of times people have last minute plans yeah. come up. There's some 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 regular tickets and some VIP tickets. You can get all sorts of things on there. Or just hang outside the theater. Maybe we'll come out the stage door and sign some chests. <laughs> chests, chests of what, Troy? Chests. All sorts of chests. chests. Of treasure. Chests treasure of chests. Yes. Chests of treasure. Bring your treasure chests. Ev- Cheers, <laughs> guys. Happy 200th episode. Oh, I hear a lot about this I, arbitrary I, number. Oh, and it has arrived. It has <laughs> arrived. We are here. <laughs> you took something and you great and you ruined it. You ruined it. I'm drinking a, an amazing beer from my favorite brewery in the world, Treehouse Brewery. This our good friend of the show, <laughs> whiskey and beer. Uh, our good friend of the show, Jen Corona, sent us these Treehouse beers. Jen with two ends. Jen with two ends on, on Twitch. She, I, I can't even tell you these beers. I went here for my 40th birthday. My wife and I, and then infant son. He's still an infant, but this was like, <laughs> what, what was he in high school? He was like, yeah, now he's in high school. He's already got his license. Uh, <laughs> he was like two and a half months old. Yeah, two and a half months old, not even, and we went out there, and you wait in line for at least an hour, sometimes three hours, and you walk in, they allow you to buy a certain amount of beer for each style, and then you're allowed to get 
two drafts and that's it. You have to leave. Uh, so, and she sent us a ton of this shit. So I, I, I can't thank you enough, Jen. And that's what I'm drinking tonight to celebrate 198, Matthew. Episode 200. <laughs> Episode 200. A real 200. A real 200. Matthew's like, he's on the Julian calendar of GCP <laughs> episode releases. It's like, join, oh, join the 14th century already, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have to thank my brother-in-law for pointing out that, uh, uh, that math to me. And I was like, you're totally right. Yeah. You're yeah. totally right. You're stupid. <laughs> you just ruined it. <laughs> Thanks, Logan. You ruined everything. Skits really I, I like on the, to my side of things. I like the idea of moving to the, the Gregorian calendar of the glass cannon, and we just need to, like, our next release, we have to say, all right, everybody. Yeah. We're, this one is 142. Right. Oh, I'm sorry, 242. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. just deal with it. We're rebooting. It, it's 242. <laughs> that was the original reboot. Wait, isn't the Julian calendar only 10 months or 11 months? Oh, don't get me started. I feel like there's no... <laughs> don't, don't get even him started. Get him started. <laughs> I feel like there's no August, because August was Augustus, for Augustus Caesar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and maybe there's no October. And Well, so, there's no... Isn't the Gregorian calendar the leap year? Isn't that like where the leap year started and the whole... I thought I thought that that's what there that is someone did. pulling the, the their hair calendar out right replaced well, the Julian calendar. The point yeah. is, if we go by the Julian calendar, we get to take two months off. I think, which would be nice. <laughs> so we don't great. recognize August <laughs> here at the Glass Cannon. Yeah. that would be really funny though if our show was in seasons and the seasons released every week from September Dude, all I've the way through July. That. I've thought about yeah. it, and then our off season is. August. Four we weeks. should just all convert to anabaptism. <laughs> like we should just all be heretics and then just like go by the old calendar and then we'd have so much time to not be baptized. <laughs> we I really need extra that. time for that. We yeah. could also take one month of the year off just to tour like rock stars. Yeah. Yeah. It has, <laughs> it has 12 months. <laughs> I wasn't listening Jesus to you, Matthew. This is what Troy does. <laughs> Troy responds to my suggestions in two ways. Either he just totally ignores them, or he totally dismisses them. But there's usually like a 50-50 chance, like an hour later, he's going to come up to me and be like, I just had this great idea. Yeah. Yeah. He does that all the time. <laughs> what if we... Like, so I just like, came up with this thing. Like, I just like a voice said something to me, and I, I ran with it. Uh, guys... This is 198. You, you really, <laughs> Baron especially, just ruined a really great character <laughs> that I had exciting plans for. I'll be honest. We got to role play. Yeah, we got to role play. He didn't have like a fox companion that was like really emo. No, and no. Like, I mean, I just had like. I had legit plans for this guy, not only to like do some decimation, but some like really cool story stuff. But I, I mean, had some great plans for Orphos, but you just ripped his lung out. That's true. So, that's true. Uh, well, you did no roles necessary. You did choose to go to the dark side, but listen, dice don't lie. Dalgraith <sighs> rolled six sixes out of ninety-six. That was. One of the best sequence of rolls I've ever seen in it was my insane. life. Matthew was looking in my little die tray, and he was just like, "Oh, oh my god!" Like going, it just kept coming up six. Like going back to third grade. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a legit better sequence of rolls out of a player. Like that's that insane. was so fun. It was out of control. And of course, Baron comes up, and you light him up like you've been doing for 197 episodes at the time. But I mean, the damage was so insane. There was nothing I could be like. You know what? I'll throw an extra ten HP. Let's go. Let's go another round. Like it was over. He was like at negative seventy. I think. <laughs> like it was 
there was nothing I could do. So he was already falling to the ground unconscious <laughs> when he fired off the last. Just shooting at dust. So this is like when the cops show up and then in, in the court of law, it's like, no, 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 this was not self-defense. He was obviously down and yeah. he just kept filling him with bullets. <laughs> You got this room here, as I said, very strange room because it's shaped like a trapezoid. <laughs> uh, and you, you come through the grate and you have this long parlay with Nefandros. And you heard of Nefandros when you fought Zoya Beta and Oninfexia in the, the, the chapel of Ergothoa uh, to the northeast of this labyrinthian tomb. Um, and he tells you a lot about Skirkatla. He did. A lot about his relationship with Skirkadla and their plans for world domination. Womp womp. Yet again, we see that... Now, he may not know the whole story, but just like Urathash, Urathash was like, I'm aligning with the Storm Tyrant so that I can use that power to impose my doctrine on the world to bring back Minderhall worship like they again you see he's saying like hey, we're gonna yeah well we're gonna say we're with the storm tyrant but then bait and switch arm of the undead to take over the world like and it goes back to screed and uh what's her name Grenseldeck. same thing like everyone has their own separate agenda this is why giants have a hard time taking over the world but he also everyone said... Everyone knows this. Everyone knows. It is known. But he said that the elite from Skiergard have gone south. Man. Hmm. So, like, even though you've wiped out this camp, there's another camp of elite. And you think that elite is, like, not only powerful, but intelligent. Smart. It's like the later levels in Halo when they yes. start working together. Yes. Bottle cap, thank you. True danger. Yes, Halo bottle cap. Next time you play Halo. <laughs> Next time you play Halo, you can you get use a bottle. It on Halo. <laughs> <laughs> this crazy abomination is released from the northern room. There are two rooms, I said north and south here, uh, to the west. It's got an extra arm growing out of its chest. It looks like armor is plated into its skin, maggoty-like skin stretched over its grotesque frame. I mean, let me stretch this out here. The image that I've used is the actual image. Yeah, It's gross. It's it's not not gross. Even being near it, um, Dalgrith had to roll against the stench aura. Troy, I got to tell you, uh, I know the visual humor doesn't always land, but all we saw was a zoom in of that creature's crotch. <laughs> the fog of war. You, you don't you put know it all the over the fog of war. And it was just crotch. I wanted you to see what I wanted you to see. <laughs> I wanted you to see what he was working that's with. That's probably our, point, our point of view when we're that yeah, low. That's yeah. true. From our perspective, that's probably what's overwhelming yeah. our field of vision. Yeah. It's all you see is crotch. Overwhelming is the key word there. Yeah. It's awful. What parts did they use to make that <laughs> never seen anything like that is that a foot Baron you light up Nefandros <laughs> but there's still one creature remaining there are these tubs with weird fluid that Dalgray thinks is probably embalming fluid Fayraza Flyraza did her flyover and <laughs> like, oh, that looks like embalming fluid <laughs> um, Fayraza cast tar pool to slow Nefandros and this weird creature down hops up on the table. Baron lights up from afar. Dalgraith is was on the back of Nefandros. Yeah. And Pembroke is standing on top of the grate, 
mid summoning monster six. Am I correct? This is your first summoning monster six? No, I've done it before. You have done it before. For sure. Okay. So I'm incorrect. First of the day. First of the day, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for, first of the day. The monster du jour, my friend, is a beautiful air elemental greater. Everyone is hasted, thanks to Pembroke. It's true. And Pembroke also has this, what I'm calling the get out of jail free spell. Getaway. The getaway. At any moment, you can just go back to Scout. And Dalgrave has a negative level. Dalgrave has. He's yet. suffering from a weakness. Did we ever roll during your last rest to see if those were permanent? We used uh, bottle caps. Restoration. Okay. I played a lot of games. Scroll. I don't know what's going on. We also all have cats' grace on. Mm. That's also true. We sure do. Who's that from? Me. Ferrasa. So you did contribute. I'm kidding. You're great. <laughs> Episode 198. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was 200. Pembroke, <laughs> you're, you're, you're watching this all go down, and you've seen now, you've been traveling with Baron for at least 100 episodes. And, uh, <laughs> no, I, that's not true. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you've like, seen, I don't know if you've seen guns before. Do you think you saw guns before you met Baron? Heard of them? Uh, seen them I in think, action? honestly, the only other place that, um, I can't, there's one um, kind of region in whatever the Africa analog Mwangi is. Mwangi Expanse, right? It's not, not the Mwangi Expanse, but it's, Expanse, above, but it's, it's like Nex. It. I think yeah. it's like Nex. There, but there are there are like technologically advanced areas on Galarian. And I know that um, Pembroke has spent time down there. I think he probably has. But I, I also like, I think that your take on firearms and the kind of preponderance of them is a little different than what the canonical yeah that's probably true know. i make so, it into more of like a uh, what is this wild thing i think he's probably heard of given that i think he's probably heard of them but maybe not seen one seen them in action so right. even a, a wizard of your power um must be in awe of this and you're going through the somatic grund 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 yes, yes. right Somatic Thank presentation, you. the somatic components of casting Summon Monster 6, and we, we close in on your face, into your mind, and oh, no. we see you, Pembroke, sitting in an office, looking at a tome with the text and components necessary to cast Summon Monster 6. Huh. There are like images like a like a tai chi manual of the motion diagrams yeah of what you would have to do to actually cast summon monster six and you're sitting there at a desk and you close the book and you put it down and you look out the window and you see the tops of buildings in the distance and it's the afternoon skyline of absalom you're at the arcanarium and you look to be the same age that you are now, and you're just lost in thought, looking out at Absalom, thinking maybe, like, I feel like I used to be able to cast Summon Monster 6, and now I, I, I don't know why I can't do it anymore. Maybe someday. And I imagine your desk is what we would probably think your desk looks like. Like, I, I can't... Were you organized? I, I picture, like, papers everywhere, tomes half open. Oh, yeah. Like, it's cluttered with trophies and term papers and books and uh, spell components like everything yeah it's like overflowing printed out emails 
Yeah, printed out emails. <laughs> Empty cans. <laughs> My tab. assistant print. Yeah, printed out. <laughs> yeah. Tab. Uh, <laughs> And, and so the sh- your shelves around your office are probably similar, overflowing with books, but also like these knickknacks and treasures from a long All life. All stuff I've collected from decades. Right. Traversing the globe. You spent your life, you've dedicated your life to learning. Um, and so you've collected things along the way. All of a sudden there's a knock at the door and it kind of takes you out of your reverie. Um, and a graduate assistant, wizard, uh, uh, enters and just kind of solemnly looks at you. It's like, uh, uh, sorry to bother you, Professor, but a uh, letter has arrived for you, and it was marked urgent. And he just holds it out towards you. Um, uh, Pembroke, is this a... No, no, right, quite, yes. No. <laughs> uh, uh, thank you. Now, about your studies. And he just kind of like shuts the door without kind of even looking at his expression and turns back towards his desk and starts to open it. As you feel the envelope, it's heavier than you expected. Graduate student walks out upon your command like eyes down to the ground. He's reverent to you. There's something clearly inside this envelope, though. It's heavy, so you know it's not just a letter. You search amongst the papers on your desk for a letter opener but it's so messy you can't find one so you just wave your hand at the envelope and the paper rips away from the top of the envelope (laughs) but it's not like a clean cut you think to yourself looking at it knowing that there was a time when you would have opened it with perfect precision with a wave of your hand ignoring whatever else is inside of her for a moment you open the letter and read and it's just like one sentence and it says when the great fire comes be sure you are wearing this all of your days. And it's signed an old friend. You reach inside to pull out whatever the this is when something catches your eye on one of your shelves. And it really takes your attention away from this delivery. So you put the envelope down and you walk over to the bookcase where your eyes are drawn to a strange relic. You don't really remember where this is from. It appears Osirian in nature, though, just standing amongst other baubles whose significance you also forget. You've collected so much stuff. But something about this Osirian relic seems so familiar, like like there's a, a real strong memory attached to it, but for the life of you, you can't remember. So you just you reach out to touch it, Maybe to pick it up, thinking that that tactile sensation will jog your memory. And just as your finger touches the edge of it, the entire room goes unnaturally dark. And not just devoid of the light that only minutes ago was streaming in through your window, that Absalom skyline, but it's as if you've been transported to an actual void yourself. Nothingness. You hear something behind you in this blank space and you turn and just see a skull floating in the air about five feet away from you its jawbone is just moving up and down clattering and you feel like it's whispering you can't hear what it's saying you're 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 panicked but also kind of determined because some of the words you're making up, but some of you aren't. So you inch closer 
maybe with just like the top half of your body trying to make out the words when all of a sudden one word comes booming out of it. It's like forget. <laughs> and as it echoes all around you, the entire skull just turns to dust and you're just shunted back into your office so quickly you lose your balance and hit the floor. Kind of shake your head and you pull yourself to your feet using the desk to support you and you see the envelope lying in front of you and you just lift it up blowing it peer inside and reach in now you're back (laughs) in this mad scientist's laboratory this self-styled tomb giant Hmm. as he said ah yes he is dead but one of his children one of his creations yet lives as you are on the precipice of finishing your spell Baron is finished it is Dalgrith's turn Dalgrith you are on Nefandros's shoulders as he collapsed and you also die from the bullet. No. Oh, no. Man. I thought he was crushed underneath the body, crushed not from the bullet. And the bullet hits you as well. Oh, wow. I'm trying what to like, obey some rules of naturalism. I'm sorry. You're dead. <laughs> are you sorry? No. It was a hell of a run. <laughs> Those you were like, am I dead? Uh, what do you do, Dalgraith? Um... Dahlgraith, as this uh, giant creature is falling to the ground, it's just like, blat, 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 blat. And he's kind of like riding him down to the ground. And as he's falling, he leaps off of him onto the other creature. Come on. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Is that a rule in the game? Wait, can a vexing dodger really do that? Because that's unbelievable. He could be on the ground. You do whatever it's flavor. I want. It's, so you're basically it's imagination. So it landed, and you're just jumping <laughs> I'm on leaping him. off of it as it falls and landing on the other creature. That's so insane. Tell me what you want me to roll. I'll roll a climb. I'll roll acrobatics. What do you normally I'll roll bo- both? What do you normally? It's do a climb I'm check to get to on this. the creature. All right, so roll the climb check. Uh, all right, so we'll do it as a climb check. It's against its CMD. Okay. Not a gimme by any stretch. No, but especially that with a, this weird thing with 19 arms. That's a 35. Just straight up CMD? Straight up CM Dizzle. You're on its back. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> Love it. Woo! Love it. Ah, he will then cheers plunge. Cheers episode 200. Plunge, Matthew. <laughs> oh, actually, put, quick. Put your, choose the square that he's on. He can only be on one of those first two squares. Yeah, he's going to jump right on that first square, and then he's right. going to we do a... Trick him into going um, up the tarpool? Now that he's super close on, on this weird thing, he's going to do a knowledge religion. Uh, oh. To try to determine anything he can find out about sure, the creature, the natural one. All right, um, I'm getting. But a, you a, know a, that it is a hill giant. Safe to assume it's undead. Um, it's I'm getting a, a living closer hill look. giant. I'm getting a closer look at Joe's dice tray, and there are all kinds of little like. Dings and dents Yeah From all of them. You know Throwing his dice he, and Is that what you do When you get mad You throw it in the tray no. That's what he normally does He will throw it Into the tray <laughs> That, that <laughs> is not tray it's, 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 it's like pockmarked With little With like residue Of Joe's anger That's no. messing up your rolls man Those are all from The heavy die Those are from like The metal die So I stopped using them I just used the yeah. plastic ones In this thing Yeah not your so, anger okay. uh, No not my <laughs> anger at all yeah, Bullshit uh, <laughs> Is it Is it uh, No The giant subtype um, I would assume no. Yeah, you know, I guess I can tell you that, right? 
Uh, well, just because I have a giant bane weapon. Yeah. So. No, it is not of the giant. It subtype. is not of the giant subtype. Uh, okay. Then, in that case, he's going to land on the creature and. Uh, he's going to land on the creature and sheathe okay. his weapon. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Interesting. Land on the creature, sheathe. Yeah, which provokes an attack of opportunity. I shall take said attack of opportunity. Ooh. Ooh, do I want to go bite, claw, or extended claw? Extended claw. That does sound good. That um, sounds gross. But does that have like a reach where you can only get so close? No, you just go like this. That's a good thing about natural attacks. Is natural attacks, you can always attack from five feet away. Yep. Um, weapons, different story. Uh, Wait, so you hopped off of him? Oh, I'm no, that's just a lag on our... Got it. So yeah, holding on, gripping its like unnatural mat, like the armor that's sewn into its body. He gets a good grip and then sheathes this blade, but it leaves him open for a second. Oh, I can't decide. I kind of want to go for the bite. It worries me that you can't decide. It means that each one of them is so awful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So terrible things. It's not one clear choice. <laughs> well, one of them is great because, well, they both require you to, to roll to see what happens if I hit. Um, so that's great, just watching you oh, do just that. scary. Um, but I'm going to go with the bite. More saves. I'm going to go with the bite because this is, this is terrible. Okay. I mean, they're both. Crap! Oh. All right. It is a... 24. Miss. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just yes. I rolled crap. Uh, oh, no. Nope. That is a hit. Wait, really? Yeah. Not oh, no. giant I'm subtype. Pr- I'm pretty sure because it's not the giant subtype. Yes. Yeah. No defensive training. No defensive training. Okay. You sure? Uh, I'm pretty sure. I, I'm looking to see if he gets bonuses against just larger creatures, but I don't think he does. I think it's uh, giant only. While you're looking at that, I'm just going to roll some damage. I'll okay. roll some damage to start. Max damage. Oh, of course. 15 points of damage. Okay. And some, now... Something tells me that's not the worst part. No. <laughs> I need you to roll a fortitude. Oh, no. There's more drainings happening. Oh, how's guys. your fortitude bonus? Ter- terrible. High level. You don't have a good, good fortitude. High level. rogue. This is the problem with Pathfinder. This is what they're trying to <laughs> fix. I got a high level save. No, truly, it is. High level saves are completely uh, screwed up, so I need okay. a super high roll. Fail. Okay. What'd you roll? An 11. Okay. <laughs> oh. My will save is plus one. Mm. Now, granted, I do have a uh, negative level, mm. but plus one. That's really bad. Yeah. It's not good. I might want to give you a cloak a little later on from one of your I, former characters. I believe characters. he's wearing one. He is? Yeah, oh, a, wow. a, a rogue at 12th level has a plus four will save <laughs> at 12th level. That's ridiculous. That's the base. Will or fortitude? Will. Okay. So same thing with fortitude. So he bites into you, and you just feel something unnatural enter your bloodstream. Mm-hmm. But everything seems okay right now. Okay. Oh, Terrible. Right. Oh, no. Now. No, no, no. And it is Feyraza's turn. Okay, Feyraza... Dancing on the table over there. I'm not dancing. There you are. It's okay. <laughs> uh, Feyraza will cast a little spell oh, no. called Sirocco. Oh, I love that on my eggs. <laughs> did you uh, say Sriracha? Sriracha. I did not ah, say that. Sorry. Uh, so please just kindly roll a fortitude save. Tell, oh. tell me what the spell is. And did you make it up? Roll a fortitude save. Did the fan send this in? It's in the advanced player's guide. Ah, damn it all. All right, fortitude save. I'm going to get this. I'm going to rock it. Uh, oh! Uh, 22. 
It is DC 22. Oh, oh come on. Man. I got guns too. Baron. No, you don't. Don't lie. Uh, does anything happen to me? Yep. Hold on. Come I'm, on. That's what happens. These high level spells, you pass and something bad still happens. It's like, oh, you lose a limb. What happens if I fail? Okay, so you only take five points of damage because you made your save. Okay. And you don't fall prone, which would have been amazing because you would have been prone in the tar pool, which would have You've been... made my characters fall prone more times than I like to count. However, okay. any creature that takes damage from a Sirocco becomes fatigued. Oh! So you are now fatigued. Uh, I don't. So it's a whirlwind of fire or something, right? It's, it's a like... furnace hot wind, a blast of furnace hot wind. And it comes in a 20 foot radius, but I'm positioning it so as not to hit Dalgreath. Wow, that's really good positioning. Uh, and it just. And Sirocco is like a desert wind, right? Is that. Actually, I'm sorry, it is not five points. It is. Yeah, it's a desert wind. No. It's because I had my caster level. So it is actually 11 points of damage. Oh, 11 you take, points you take of damage. And you took, that Man, was the half. F- fatigued is minus two to strength and dex. That's, that's awful. Uh, so that is uh, oh, my turn. That's your turn. Can I do any kind of knowledge check on this guy? You can go uh, a knowledge religion, but let me just ask you. You said it was uh, 11 points of damage? 11 points total. Okay. Yeah, go ahead and roll a knowledge religion. I don't have, I don't have knowledge religion. Well, then you can't roll shit, Matthew. <laughs> and I wish you'd stop... Slowing down my games. <laughs> we should stop slowing down episode 200. Yeah, Please. I really have really a marquee 200. episode. I got a lot of plans for 200. Uh, all right. Now, here's what I'm going to do, I think. I mean, Dalgrate is the only one up in the business there. He is. So, and by the way, I'm sorry, but it is a miss. It is a miss. It is a miss. Oh, oh. Sorry. sorry to bring you down. Why is it a miss? Oh. Because I thought that he gets the bonus to his AC from being on the creature when he hits the if he hits the creature, but he just has to be on the creature to get the bonus. What's your wow. bonus? Your AC plus six. Wow. When I'm on him, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why. Wow. That's why it's even feasible to do against giants. Oh like otherwise, you'd be or uh, against large creatures. Otherwise, you'd be screwed. So, yeah. It is a mess. Oh, Sorry. I'm so glad I, I went back to my sheet, though, so I could see that I have immunity to fatigue. That was good to oh, notice. Oh, oh, because you're undead. Uh, yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't breathe air. There it is right there. <laughs> it's not huffing and puffing. Immune to fatigue. Uh. That's great. Uh, all right, so this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go ahead and do a full attack, five attacks on Dalgraith. Five? Man, that's a natural 20. Oh, with all the natural oh, attacks. Five. Let's, let's just roll these one at a time. He might misfire. You know, I haven't used Neon Green in a while. I've been using my... My uh, cat's eye blue. So let's start with let's start with the bite. Okay, this could be really bad for dog. Uh, the it could bite, be very bad. The bite was a thirty-two. That's a hit. Okay, did you give yourself those eight, uh, those fifteen points I, back? I did. All right, now take fourteen away. Okay. <laughs> oh, just one under max damage. And roll a fortitude. Classic Lavalley. Come on, lucky on this one. Lucky on this one. Uh, that is a seventeen. Everything seems fine today. Yeah. Greg, can you remind me that he's fucked after this onset period's over? I don't I, let him know. I mean, it's episode 200, so sure. You. All right, I just I, I, don't, I have a lot going on here. <laughs> no I can't problem. take a lot. He's fucked. Uh, first claw. Uh, oh, man, this die just keeps... Do, 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 do. 20 to hit. Miss. Uh. Miss. Uh, second claw, 28 to hit. Miss. Wow. Remember, it's not giant. Yes. All right. Now the extended claw. I got two shots. First one would have missed if it was giant. <sighs> Come on, neon green, make it happen. That's another miss. Twenty-five. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He's yeah. Doing fine. He's just two more or one more. Disease. One more. One more. Don't you roll that net? Don't on, do it, Lavelle. Don't. I'm ripping down your. Oh, dance this is so good. If don't I can hit it. it. 
Natty 19. That'll do it. Yeah, that's a 36. That'll, so. that'll do oh, it. No. Okay. Shoot. I was Shoot. making sure you're this wasn't a, You almost got out there. Sure this I almost a, did. A 19 to With 20 With only crit. a debilitating disease. It's going to be 10 points of damage. Oh, that's not a big deal. Next turn. No. Wait, hold, wait. <laughs> Who's next? Joe, hold on. I'm sorry, Troy. We've moved on. No, I'm sorry. There's more. Um, here's what's going to happen. I need you. Let me see if there is even a save for this or if it's just going to happen. Okay, no. Fortitude save. <laughs> God. Come, come on, come on Joe. He's going to be so mad if he fails. Come on, Dalgrave. Fail. You're the death bringer, not the death Natural taker. Four. Natural four. Oh you are... God. Do you have another character ready? For five rounds. Max amount of rounds. Completely paralyzed. Oh, oh. no! That's uh, that's probably the worst thing that could happen to the Deathbringer. Wow. And Paralyzed. Maybe one of the worst things that could happen to us. Joe, why don't you run to the store, get us some cheeseburgers. Uh, it's going to be a long night. Enjoy the rest of Ep 200, fellas. It's <laughs> God. Five rounds. Wow. You are paralyzed. Now, what does the paralyzed condition say? Just for just for the folks listening at home that maybe don't play this game. Paralyzed character is frozen in place, unable to move or act. A paralyzed character has effective dexterity and strength scores of zero and is helpless, but can take purely mental actions. A winged creature flying in the air becomes paralyzed, cannot flap his wing, and falls. I wonder what happens to a character... Holding on to a giant. Does he fall as well? We'll talk about that later. A paralyzed swimmer can't swim and may drown. A creature can move through a space occupied by a paralyzed creature, ally or not. Each square occupied by a paralyzed creature, however, is difficult to rain. I'm going to say you fall and take one points of damage, and you are prone in front of this giant. One points of damage. Pembroke, you've been casting Summon Monster 6. You see Dalgrith fall, and you you know he's dead. You're, you're a very smart man. You know he's permanently dead. <laughs> I do. Clearly. What do you do? Well, uh, from behind, in the doorway. The door's open, right? Behind him? Yes. Okay. In the doorway behind this creature appears... A dire bear. Oh, oh a celestial, a celestial dire bear named Barry Connick Senior. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is badass. He's right behind him. <laughs> that's in the carpool. Barry Connick Senior. That's that's fine. He's gonna just stand and bang. He's blocking, blocking, blocking his exit. Uh, all right, so. Barry Connick Sr., what is the size of this character? Uh, he's huge, I believe. Huge? Large. 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 Okay. Large. okay. Yeah. Uh, perfect. So just in the door, or does he, and he has, a, he has reach, so he can attack through. Yep. Uh, full attack, go for it. Yep. And he says, uh, doobity doo, there was a second shooter. <laughs> and. <laughs> <laughs> like this father, a, like son. And you were there. <laughs> and you were there. A theory yeah, that's I know. Sold that, that, that was the thing. So when we did our Dallas, we went to the Dallas live show. Matthew and I spent the afternoon, and we went to Dealey Plaza, and uh, it was like a JFK. The grassy knoll. The gra- we, we stood on the grassy knoll. And I have to say, I felt like I was in my element. <laughs> like I, I've I've been studying this like the I've I've been a f- fascinated by the JFK assassination my my most of my life 
And I'm pointing out to Matthew like everywhere. I was just like, okay, so he was up in that window. That's where the first shot hit. The second two shots were right there. That's the wooden fence where the second shot was supposedly like happened. Like blah blah. And pleasant. And it was one of we had a we had a great time. It was a great time. And it was one of the best. It was very time. weird. It was very eerie. <laughs> it was very weird. And I got very emotional because we went to the museum. Like on, on, you can go up to the book depository. What was, what was the book depository? Like go on a little tour. And talks about JFK, and uh, I got very emotional. I started to cry. But anyway, uh, 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 Barry Connick Sr. has no such compunctions emotionally. <laughs> no, but Joe and, is weeping for Dal Gray. So it's he's. I'm sorry, who? He's, he's not on this podcast. He lashes <laughs> out with one of his mighty claws. Natural oh, 20! Oh, Natural oh, 20! Oh my goodness. Natural gracious. fucking 20. Uh, Senior! Roll to confirm. Alright, roll to confirm. Very Connick Senior. <laughs> Natty 17 on the confirm. Oh, uh, beautiful. I'm assuming uh, adjusted, that's gonna be enough. Uh, <laughs> and you know what? It's a named character. I will do a fan critical. Uh, excellent. Yes, Alright, all right. All right. let's let's hope it's double damn. Uh, Matt from Charlottesville, Virginia. I mean, sometimes, look at this, Matthew. Sometimes they're just too perfect. <laughs> That's amazing. No, I am your father. Come on! <laughs> That's the name of it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! You've oh got to be kidding me. Your, wow. your attack viciously hits the forearm of your target. Double damage, and you get a reflex save, Troy. On a success, no effect. On a failure, you may lose your hand. Drop your weapon. Roll fortitude save. On well, a losing a hand would mean it loses an attack. Right, exactly. Case. So, uh, double damage and a reflex save. So, the reflex save is the confirmation roll. So, you rolled a natty 18. I rolled, I rolled natty 17. Natty 17. So, that is a 32. All right, so it's a reflex DC 32. I have to roll a natural 20. I'll roll it. <laughs> Neon green on the table. Nope. Yeah! Nope. On a failure, yeah. you, may, you may lose your hand. Uh, roll a fortitude save. All right, so I fail that, and so it's like a double DC. Yeah, really exactly. What's the DC of this? Um, uh, same, same, same DC. Thing. So 30, 30, 30, again, 30, I need no, natural no, there's 20. natural 20. Oh, you got to be kidding me. Nope. Oh, so he loses yes! the attack! Yes! So this thing, so you, yes! lose, you lose your primary hand below the wrist. Oh, my God. So No, uh, I one am of its your, main, I am your father. <laughs> one of its main claws is gone. It now only has four attacks. All yes! right. <laughs> Wait, this, we, this bear just appears out of nowhere and just like, oh, and just chomps on his hand. His claw gone. just rips like, it up. I mean, yeah, like grabs his by the wrist and like rips his claw right out from its socket. I mean, it this can, thing is being held together with like popsicle sticks and glue <laughs> and you're just ah, gah, gah, gah. Uh, roll damage double right. damage dude it could certainly do that a, b- a bear swiping like that could t- take yep. off a limb yeah easily. yeah it would take uh, off one of our limbs so that's that's 26 points of damage okay um and then it gets a free attempt to grab okay wait that um, was doubled the 26 was doubled yeah yeah okay uh free attempt to grab uh that is uh 25 against cmd no no grab okay uh, second attack. With, claw claw uh, bite. Yeah, claw claw bite. Uh, <laughs> Get second second claw attack. That's a miss. And then the bite is a twenty-four. That's a hit. Okay. All right. That Beautiful. Is a hit. Beautiful. Um, By the rules of the game. <laughs> uh, that is fifteen points of damage on the bite. Okay. Okay. Crap. <laughs> uh, all right. Good round there, Pembroke. We're going to a new round. Oh, and then Pembroke. oh, Pembroke. I'm sorry, it's Pembroke's turn. Pembroke, his own self, um, <laughs> is the very one. 
he is going to cast he's going to cast hold monster on oh, this creature. Oh, yes. um, let me ask you, what kind of effect is that? That is, it's not it's not mind affecting. It isn't. Um, no, it's I, yeah, it's not. It, there's no like specifier for like the kind of of it's uh, not a compulsion like no no mind affecting. Oh, you know what? Actually, okay, it may not work. Um. Because it specifies one living creature, so that may not be that may not. Uh, that may not work. Uh, um, yeah, and it's funny because I don't think there's a hold undead. There, there is. Oh, there is. Yeah, there is. In but that's a separate. That's a separate thing. Um, um, all right. Thank so God. So instead, rather, it's a compulsion. It's an enchantment compulsion. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Mind affecting. Yeah. Oh, it is. It is yeah. mind affecting. Okay. Um, I just need to make more undead enemies. They're a lot more fun against you guys. Man. <laughs> you did You did tell Lork that he should choose favorite enemy undead. Yeah, I told you, man. This you you weren't reading this book back then. No, I ser- that's, I, have I not, have not said this on air? The reason you, when you gave it to me, I said choose undead is I assumed you'd be here for book four in here where it's all undead. You read that when you were reading book one? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why I told you. That was like book two when you had to choose that, though, right? Because by then, second favorite, it, you would have had yeah. like 66. Like level five, Your I bonus think. by then would have been like 66. So I was really looking out for you. This is a huge point of contention between us, and now you know that I was really looking out for your best interest. You're yeah. welcome. Sure. All right. So Pembroke on... Could have easily <laughs> chosen Undead later, by the way. <laughs> you wouldn't have get the six feet. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Pembroke, on his own turn, is uh, going to use the Metamagic Rod okay. to swift action cast Magic Missile. Okay. Yeah. Nineteen Powerful points of damage. Spell in this particular game. Uh, yeah, that is man. Magic missile's got mileage. Yeah. <laughs> it is one. It, it's it's so cool. It's like it's a spell that originates in like the original like D and D, and it's it not only does it carry over from those original versions of the game, but it carries you through like your early levels as a caster all the way through to your late levels. It's amazing. It's pr- I mean, it's great. Yeah. Um, so, and then with his standard action, then with his standard action, he's going to cast Lightning Bolt. Okay. Uh, I'll allow it. A, make a reflex save. You make him. <laughs> I don't know, something tells me this guy doesn't have high reflex. Uh, it's not that low. Oh, 25. Okay, so it's half. So, uh, you take... Four, 21 points of electricity damage uh, in addition. Does that beat DR5 slashing? Yes. <laughs> oh, DR5 slashing. Cool. Wish I wasn't paralyzed. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> game. Uh, Pembroke, before your turn ends, I would like Barry Connick Sr. to roll a fortitude save against the stench of this creature. Okay. Because I got nothing better going on. Uh, that is a natty 19. I right, forget it. Uh, okay. <laughs> Baron's turn. <laughs> it's a new round. It's Baron's turn. Bear, Baron, bear. bear, bear. You lit this giant up, this tomb giant up. But then he saw his friend, his new friend, who he, whose battle prowess he respects so much, yep. go down. Go down. Paralyzed. Limp at the sides, limp at the legs, limp in between the legs. Yep. And I'll tell you right now, this thing is not super intelligent. If you don't kill it, and it's not of the giant subtypes, so you're not going to get all those juicy bonuses, it might just start mauling. So that's my first question. Do I need to make a knowledge check to know that it's undead or what its type is? Or do I get it from what everyone else is saying? I, I always assume that like when someone knows the knowledge, they're yelling it right. to the group. So do I need to make a perception to see how, <laughs> many, 
How many legs it has? Well, it's obvious, yeah. That how, it's how, many, how many legs does it have? Do I need to make a perception of that, or can you just tell me it's two? It has two legs. Swift action. Calls down Bane. Okay. Undead on his weapon. No. It no. looks like there's nothing blocking me from getting clear shot. Drawing it on the map for you. Yeah, that the edge of that table is a little juicy. Then I'll take a five foot step as well. And still okay, then you're fine. Yeah. Give him that five foot step. Stand right and then he right. will deed target the monster's uh, legs. Fuck this thing up. What is this going to do? Well, you'll see if I hit. I don't like it. Natural twenty. Oh! Natural. Oh, oh fucking hell. twenty. Oh! It's Shit. it's amazing it's just, the hot streak that you're on. It's just oh a farce. To God, to uh, confirm. it's a total of a twenty-one against Touch AC to confirm. Yeah, that's a confirm. Oh. <laughs> so it does normal damage first off, but that's oh. double damage. But it's a fan critical. Oh, that's right. We still doing a fan critical. Fan critical times give, four. Normal. Give me the stupid do you do, damage, you, but you do damage, right? Yeah. Normal. Well, hold damage. on, hold on. The the the, the, um, the damage is affected by oh by the crit. By the crit. Might be. All right. Uh, Doubles, quadruple. What do we got? We have Nathan from Aberdeen, South Dakota. I love it. It's in the bone. Oh, yeah, it is. The projectile lodges into a randomly determined mobility-based appendage. Uh, we could just say it's leg. We don't have to randomly sure. determine. Yeah, and lodges in the bone. Normal damage. Ah, oh, what a bummer. So normal damage in 1d6 bleed. Times oh, two. No. To bleed. no, but question is uh, normal damage for you is times three. Yeah. Times when three. you target, you still get your, your multiple, your yeah. multiply, right? Yeah. So yeah, times three damage. On a crit, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, it's looking juicy so far, LaValle. We're talking about. <laughs> uh, starting with 28 points of damage plus oh. 2d6 versus undead. 33 points of damage. Whoa, Good thing I have yeah. DI5 slashing. Oh, man. Uh, uh, 33, yeah, huh? bludgeoning and piercing. I hate you. Uh, all right. I hate you so much. Here, <laughs> here is... Uh, you're knocked prone. Oh, no. Into the tar. Wait. Into the tar. Into the tar. Into the tar. You get, get ready stuck for in the tar. Wait a minute. Well, he doesn't get entangled. Do you yeah, want me to read it to you? Uh, it says if you go prone in tar, you're paralyzed for 1d4 rounds. <laughs> I'm re- I'm, yeah. Sorry, I'm just reading this out of the core rulebook. All right, so... <laughs> on a hit, a target is damaged normally and knocked prone. He's knocked prone. So he is half in tar, half out of tar. Matthew, when he started his turn, wasn't I supposed, wasn't I supposed to roll a yeah. reflex save? And just take damage. Yeah, you should remember that. I thought no, we came in the middle of your turn. No, no, we came in the middle. No, we came in the middle. I completely forgot. It's okay. You'll get him next time. We'll get him next time. Baron's got nine more that shots. That was 10 Yeah, anyways. he's going to kill him anyway. All right, Baron, roll. I just want to see if he misfires. Yeah. Just make that gun explode. Baron, shoot again, you big dummy. <laughs> <laughs> Tar- target, targeting is a full <laughs> round action. Oh, that's right. Oh! Well, then I'm the big dummy. Yep. Yes. Bottle Speaking cap. of big dummies, <laughs> Dalgraith, you're up. Dalgraith, for his purely mental action, Yeah, he thinks, I got this. That's what he thinks? Yeah, he's completely confident. Really? He's this been paralyzed lo- before. Yeah, this thing's <laughs> looming over him, and he's just like, I got this. Wow. Yeah. That's he's bold. like, I just got to ride it out. You know, he doesn't get freaked out like uh, like you know, like, like, we, like we talk about with the um, the dream paralysis. Mm-hmm. Sleep paralysis. He, he's a sleep, sleep paralysis, yeah. He doesn't get freaked out at all. He's like, ride it out. It's going to be watched- a few rounds. I've been here before. I've done this before. I'll tell you right now. That giant spider had me completely paralyzed for uh, minutes. I made it out. If Feyraza doesn't wipe him out, I'm going to have him full attack you with four attacks. Oh, the prone creature? Yeah. Oh, oh. okay. 
Well, he'll stand up. And then we'll do one attack. One attack. <laughs> well, I guess you could attack from prone. You just get a minus, minus four. Right? Yeah. 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 And your dex is zero, so that's going to help. Feyraza, you're up. And uh, don't forget to roll the damage at the beginning of his round if he fails a, his reflex save like he did last time. Might have saved Elgrith. You're up. That's a near <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Faraza is going to wild shape. She's wild. I'll tell you. She's a wild, wild woman. Into a war cap. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And hasted. Yeah. She's going to charge up to get into range with this guy and start mouthing off about what a little baby he is. Oh. Look at his dead daddy right there in the Oh, that's mean. I'm trying to save somebody's life here, Troy. All right. I don't have a a war cat, but I do have a house cat. Just as long as it's huge. (laughs) As long as it's a huge. Huge. All right. Now, you can't charge up. I'm not actually charging. table, though. I'm not actually charging. But look at you. might not be able to get past that table, see? Oh, the one in the center. Oh, you yeah. can't even get there. I put the hand off the chest piece. I should be able to take another full t- uh, regular attack. <sighs> I'm so glad. I took my hand off the chest piece. I'm I not arguing for it. I well, appreciate I'm, it. I'm, do you I get on the table? You're a giant tabby. You can <laughs> jump. Yeah, cats jump on the table all the time. You hit Nefandros coming. He's like, no, we don't allow cats on the tables. <laughs> <laughs> no! we, we have a certain level of discipline around here. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you can just meow, jump up on that. So she's on the t- she's on the table. I wish people could see this map because it's just hilarious. <laughs> it's like huge tabby. Uh, oh yeah, you jump up on the table. Okay, that's my whole round because it was standard action wild shape, and then what do I have to do for starting my action prone in the tar pool? I'm so glad you asked. Aww. Let me tell you right now, this could take him out if I fail my save. Okay, so... God, I hope so. You roll a reflex save. However, because you're prone, you take a minus four penalty to the reflex save. I already got the prone condition added. You give me another minus four? This is from the spell. Oh. Yeah, a creature that falls prone in the area takes a minus four penalty on its reflex save against the tar. And on strength and escape artifacts to escape the tar. Shut your mouth. Uh, What's the the DC I have to hit? Don't worry about it. What'd you roll? All right, shut up. Um, Minus eight. <sighs> oh, it's a natural one. Yeah. <laughs> I just like kept you were lo- doing math. Well, it was an eighteen. This for some reason my neon green. I don't roll it anymore because my wormwood tray. It just keeps rolling. It was an eighteen. Then it was a seventeen, and then it went back to a one. And I just kept staring at the one, <laughs> hoping we- that willing it, it to roll change. to that nineteen. Uh, okay, so first things first, you take 18 points of fire damage. And he's dead. Yes! <laughs> first things last. First oh, things man. last. Oh, Holy oh. shit. There was Love such it. fun. You were, in, you were entangled. All kinds of fun stuff was going to happen. Yeah, I had nothing. I, I had and I really was going to come. I was going to bring the kitchen sink to Dalgrith. Even after I distracted you with the giant house cat? Oh, yeah, just because... I wanted to put him in danger and make you guys sweat a little. Sweat it out. Sweat like onions. All right. Hell of a job there. I really thought that was going to go a little quicker. For real, there was some real serious awesome combo work that just went in. Yeah. Yeah. It felt like an X-Men yeah. situation. Yeah. Danger room. We're fighting, Danger room, we're fighting, motherfuckers. <laughs> we're fighting two Sentinels. Yeah. We took yeah. them down. That's, that's what it's like. Uh, and you handled it well. Very conic Gene, Very Senior. Senior. As he fades out, do you guys say anything to him? Yeah. Well, Barry Conic Senior, uh, as he's fading away, is like, kind of like uh, splitting up, disintegrating into motes of light. So it's like, doobity-doo, Comet Pizza Basement. 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, that's Barry for you. <laughs> now you know where Barry Junior. Yeah. Is it. Now you know where he got that's it from. Where, I blame the parents. <laughs> I know. It's, it's always the parents. It's always the parents. Uh, it says, "Thank you, my friends." Pebrick says. Anyone else have any words of parting? <laughs> just go read a book. <laughs> just a bunch a of fans just <laughs> yeah. pause to Google comment pieces. <laughs> <of his>. uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll tell you right now, in terms of gear on this abomination, there is none. It was built to be another war machine. He is yeah. gear. It's a tank. Yeah, basically. just like that awful thing you fought in the room uh, above where the worm tunnels were and that room full of just dead body parts. Yeah. This is another one of these abominations. And just think that, like, this was... Skir- this is possibly Skirkatla, certainly Nefandros and Oninfexia and Zoyabetta and Debelos, the woman you fought inside of the chapel out in the ground. Like, this is their plan. This is Urgothoa's plan. Take pieces of the strong, the weak, the whatever, put them together and build an army of this to take over the world. You know, I'm just really surprised. I'm honestly surprised. And I don't want to sound like, I don't know. I don't want to sound like a jerk. But, like, it just seems very strange to me that at this stage that that guy was so brazenly overconfident about his ability to just single-handedly wipe out the four of us. After four months and months, we have been coming for everyone and killed Everyone, And then, like, I don't know. It's just so odd to me that they aren't, like, turtling up, all getting in the same room, and just, like, trying to spring some trap on us, and and scared and paranoid. Yeah. Like, I don't understand where all, all we, this com- comes from. We've got to be terrifying. I, right. They don't fear death. But they, but, but they, no, but it's not that. He's like, he's, it's not like he's like, I welcome death. It's, it's, he's like, but your journey ends here yeah. in my lab. That overconfidence. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. where is it coming from? It's, it's not pr- even, it's d- defeat more than death. It's, it's, I think, the, right. I think it's all coming from. They the, should fear defeat. Right. The prophecy that Oninfexia and Zoya Beta talked about, about the four headed creature coming here and immediately its end. I think any of them could have thought that they could have brought that to us. And they all thought as, Sergeants or generals or just, you know, underlings in Skirkatla's most powerful army ever, at least what they think is the most powerful army ever, that they were all capable enough to do the task and they would be rewarded by their officer for doing so. Yeah, that, I, that's how I see it is they're this it, more about the overconfidence than anything else. Like they're, they're that's this, this almost insane level of hubris. Uh, Fueled by who knows what, but like they 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 feel like they know something we don't. It's kind of like yeah. the interpretation of uh, uh, of Braveheart in the movie, where the English are like he's a you know, a, a bandit. Yeah, they, a they common, have they have yeah yeah they yeah. don't have respect for him. Yeah, they have he's no like, respect he's coming, for the little coming folk into England and taking cities. Yeah, and they're still just like he's a common bringing. Like yeah, just, exactly. You yeah. know, cut off right. the head of the snake, you're fine. Like yeah, I guess it's also too like until you guys rolled into town, they had been crushing it. Those slaves represented the survivors. Of the villages upon villages upon villages that they just walked in and did whatever they wanted, did whatever they wanted, killed, maimed, stole. And then they were also able to do probably the most difficult thing for giants. They were able to unite them. Yeah. Yeah. 
they were frost giants. That's the one. That's always been giants. the one thing holding the giant folk back from world domination is that division within their own ranks. Right. Overcoming that, of course, like they would assume that it's like once they do that, that they would just sweep over all the. They're land. on easy street. Yeah. Yeah. I also like to think that as much as we're talking about this out of game. I'd like to think that part of us, our characters, are having the same conversation. And a shiver runs down Baron's spine, thinking about the divisions that were in the, the camp between the hill giants and the orcs, hmm. leading on to the divisions inside of Urathosh's camp. They were much more organized, much more ready to fight, much more militant and trained, and they've even gotten more so once we got to uh, Skiergard. can't imagine what the camp is if we live to leave this place what the camp is that the elites are going to yeah like it's it's insane that that thing that we're relying on that you said was their weakness i don't know if we can rely on it forever and it's scary yeah like we're now gonna go fight the navy seals yeah, right. yeah, you know yeah. What I mean? It's like the yeah. giant the Navy Seals. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Like if Navy Seals are all eighteen feet tall, like that's what we're going to fight. Like that doesn't seem very. I mean, yeah. It doesn't inspire confidence. I just, what do you guys want to do? Search the body. Um, search the body. Yeah, we definitely want to search these bodies. And, and by the way, in the meantime, Pembroke is kind of internally like he's trying not to let on, but he's shaken by like this flashback that he's having that's been clearly prompted by what's going on now it's like he because he knows what was in that envelope mm-hmm. and he it's a good is chance like, he's wearing it do yeah, i know right what was in the envelope no no, no you okay. don't and there, there, like there's almost like there's a, like a flush of adrenaline and fear and and no knowing what was in there and like what this pretends and all of a sudden you're like broken out of it yeah. by Dahlgrave just laughing and like slapping you kind of hard like in the lower part of your torso yeah he just like snaps you out of yeah. it and he's just like <laughs> another close one wasn't it <laughs> but uh of course we got out of it once again i gotta say that bear was quite incredible it was a, a wonder to behold i would have clapped my hands if i could have moved them <laughs> yes i laid there thinking uh well we got this and of course you did once again And you too, Ferraza Incredible work with the tar You're welcome The shot to the leg I got to say I see the teamwork happening here It's inspiring These these giants have got no chance against us I just saw how precise you were Just stabbing those giants in the neck And I wanted to show you I could do it from range too Getting that leg <laughs> I, I Well, that's you how you gotta fight me You gotta get right on them Or fight them from range So, good choice Well done We do both Yes, and we do both well, don't we, fair yes. It was a pleasure, pleasure to witness in person, uh, as, as always. And now, the most important thing of all. The loot. Search the bodies, right, fair Yes! That was Matthew. Oh, I thought fair super into it, too, because no. she's always the one searching the bodies no, right just, away. This is Matthew <laughs> wanting to move things along. Oh, I don't want to move things along. <laughs> well, it is 200. <laughs> See, even he's, he's in on it now. I was having fun. Uh, I'm choosing just to hear the words you said, not the tone. <laughs> so he said, correct, Matthew. It is 200, Matthew. Yes, um, yes, yes. All right, so you search the bodies. Obviously, this creature doesn't have anything on it. Um but Nefandros does. He's wearing a masterwork breastplate. He has a masterwork scythe. They're both giant-sized. In his pockets, he has three keys. Oh, those Ooh. keys are always good. 
and his cloak, his long black cloak that he wears, is magical. Hmm. She nice. walks these hills in a long black cloak. And it's a wondrous item that will automatically resize to the person that rolls off. And let me just tell you. You're all going to want this. Spellcraft? <laughs> Spellcraft? You'll take that cloak of resistance. Throw it in the <laughs> fucking pot of boiling and fluid. Uh, yeah, go ahead and spellcraft it. 25. Even higher. It was 25 exactly. <laughs> it is a cloak of etherealness. Oh! oh looks oh. like our enemies are going to need some ghost bandage. Oh. It seems to absorb light rather than be illuminated by it. On command, standard action, the cloak makes its wearer ethereal. As per the ethereal jaunt spell. The effect is dismissible. The cloak works for a total of up to 10 minutes per day. This duration need not be continuous, but it must be used in one One minute minute increments. (laughs) It is possibly the best magical item since Agrimash that has been dropped on this party. I think. I think. That is so phenomenal. Wow. All of our conversations that we have had off air recently about the ethereal stuff. Yeah. All get thrown out the window. Wow. It's worth 55,000 Yeah, because not only are you ethereal, like you, you, all the defenses that that implies against someone attacking you, but it also allows you as an ethereal creature to attack other ethereal creatures at full damage. To sneak attack, to crit, to all all that precision damage. Yeah. Ugh. Amazing. Wow. Does that work for incorporeal or is it the same thing? Yeah. Incorporeal creatures can be crit and, and precision damage and all that stuff only by ghost touch weapons or ethereal creatures. Okay, so that's how we're... Oof, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's like, you know how you have a magic weapon, you do half damage? Right. That weapon can't crit and can't do precision damage. Right. But if it's ethereal, if it has the ghost touch property, it can crit. It can do... It's crit. so much better than that. An ethereal creature is invisible, insubstantial, insubstantial, and capable of moving in any direction, even up or down, albeit at half its normal speed. An ethereal <laughs> creature can move through solid objects, including living creatures. An ethereal creature can see and hear on the material plane, but everything looks gray and ephemeral. Sight and hearing on the material plane are limited to 60 feet. Oh, that's cool. Wow. Wow. An ethereal <laughs> creature can't attack material creatures, and spells you cast while ethereal can only affect other ethereal things. They okay. can walk through walls. Basically, Just be like, see ya. Walk through. Walls. I don't know wow. that it has the incorporeal and ethereal are the same thing. Yeah, that's what I was. I think it's, I oh, think yeah, I guess that makes sense. They're two different yeah. things. But, but you're invisible and can walk through walls and can move up, down, side to side, but no. It's penalty. so exciting, especially with the Doolahan outside. Just immediately, just thinking about being able to walk outside and be like, is he there? Is you can just there? go ethereal. That's amazing. Yeah. Walk through walls or yeah. or him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'd like to make a strong case for Dahlgrith on this one. Pembroke would certainly support Dahlgrith's case for... He has the highest Wearing the... Obviously, everybody's going to get a plus 20. (laughs) So it's not that relevant. But, I mean... I mean, right now, you're our only melee damage dealer. But it's actually, it actually right. wouldn't be that helpful but, for you in combat. Because you have like to spend you, it in a minute but, increment, and you can't touch anything on the material plane. Right, so I couldn't use it against normal creatures. It's, I think um, it's actually more ben- beneficial for uh, somebody who, like, for Pembroke, really. But, I mean, Pembroke can make himself invisible, uh, you know, but whenever. But he'd not be ethereal. Ethereal, he'd be, he could just be immune to damage. Oh, you can walk through walls. It's different walk through than walls. being invisible. 
it's but basically, that's true. Like I can an, still cast my spells. I can cast oh, okay. my right. I can cast my spells as an ethereal creature, and, and they would still do damage. But they only affect other ethereal creatures. Yeah, right? if you want to do in combat, is not the most useful thing in the world unless you're trying to escape. Could you cast? Would it allow him to cast teleport on us still if he was ethereal, or would we have to be ethereal for to be the targets of that spell? That's a good question. I think you have to touch no, it can the only creature. Affect only eth- other ethereal. Yeah, things. that's the thing. It's basically. Uh, I mean, I think its main use is for escape and spy. and that's what Nefandros was planning to do when it got back to his round before Baron lit him up and get es- the hell out of escape here. Escape and espionage and yeah. infiltration. It's a game changer. It's yeah. a late game, uh, total game changer. Yeah, for one character. So who wants it? Bayraza wants it's it. It's garbage. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I'll roll on it for sure. I'll roll on it. Oh, it's garbage. None of you want it, but I'll roll on it. I'll, I'll roll on. No, no, no. I definitely want it. I'm just saying. I thought that it would be uh, really more powerful in my hands. Now I don't think that. If right. I'm reading it. It's a get out. Of, but I, I think, think it's a powerful in anybody's it's, hands. It's equally, equally powerful. powerful in anybody's yeah, hands. exactly. But don't forget, if you're wearing a cloak, whatever the bonus is that cloak yeah, is currently. And I am not wearing. Are a cloak. out the window. Uh, all right, let's do a roll off here. I thought you were wearing the plus five cloak. Didn't we just talk about that? No. Okay. Four bears had a cloak. Uh, we still have it. Dalgrave is not wearing a cloak. That's why his saves are garbage. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I would like I would like it. I rolled a natty 18. Oh. I didn't want it. I'm glad I didn't want it because I got a two. Nine. <laughs> Nine. Feraza. Feraza. Cool. The person with the most escapability anyway. Chill. <laughs> <laughs> We've all got the getaway. Though if you activate the cloak, you wouldn't be subject to the getaway. No, exactly. Yeah. That's, what we, that's why we were saying it's oh. dangerous for Pembroke to have it. Oh, he could right. be tempted to yeah. leave us all behind. Oh, yes. It's like the ring. Fuck. There is a, there is a door to the south. Hold on, real quick. You know what actually is like the ring, too, in terms of like when you activate it, that's gray, how you see the yeah, material yeah, plane. Yeah. Oh, it says yeah. it in the explanation. Oh, Everything oh. takes a grayish hue. Oh, that's and cool. And you get, can Can't see 60 it. feet. Uh, obviously, oh, this thing is so cool. <laughs> he opened one door uh, where this creature came out. There's another door mirroring it. There are these four vats, and there are doors leading out, which. Who has Dungeoneering? Baron? Well, I, I have Baron that. has Dungeoneering. Let's roll on that. 15. 20. 20. You know those doors lead 24. back. 24. All right, 24. You know those doors lead back out to where you fought the Dulahan. There's a. There are some doors here on the west but to what looks like another smaller room that we cannot see right now. That's what I'm saying. There's one door that that first creature came out, and then there's another door that is not. How is everybody doing? Oh, right, because we're on a different level, right? I am totally fine. Uh, I'm down a little bit, and I don't have... Well, no, shoot. Wait, hang on, Troy. So I'm looking at the map right now, and uh-huh. there's doors that I see would lead to the room with the dual hand on the east. Yeah. And then there's a door on the west. Yeah, that one door on the west mirrors the door that that awful creature came out of. Either way, I want to go... Do you want some healing? Uh, Yeah, I want to go open this door, but I am down 30. Also, when you say you want to open that door, Baron, and maybe you say that in character, but you don't. I do. But Baron... I do. Baron looks at Dalgris and says, Hold on a minute, Dalgris. We have some new power, mighty power that Feyraza wields. She can walk into that door, invisible, untouchable, and tell us what's inside and report back. All we gotta do is wait a bit, and whatever's inside won't know better either way. I am... He looks to Feyraza. That sounds like fun. Eyebrows go up. 
However, you will not hear from me for another minute. Are you still a cat, or did you go back to Pharaoh? Enjoy your trip to the ethereal plane. I just love this cat wearing this little cloak. (laughs) (laughs) How much are you down? Meow, 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 meow. Meow. Uh, 31. All right, I'm going to do three on you. I mean, I have a a cure serious. Do you want me to just use that? Oh, spell Uh, prepared? Yeah. Oh, go, go for it. 25. All right, 25. Not too shabby. Noise. And nobody has restoration right? lesser yeah wow wow <laughs> this is really 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 frustrating okay uh, all right so let me look at my, did i buy a scroll of it no i thought we talked about it no we didn't buy any scrolls because i wanted to buy yep okay continue okay so faraza is going to wrap herself in the cloak and just kind of like and she'll just blink <laughs> out of off the material plane and into the ethereal plane. And just boom, and go into that door. And she'll walk through the wall. You walk through the wall. Wow. And you just boom, butt up against something that feels wet I and can't gross. Feel well, you can feel this because it's another one of those fucking awful creatures <gasps> that you just fought. Oh, no. So Whoa. He was keeping his children separated. As it, okay. So, so you're in there. Let me give you the uh, the reveal. It's an identical room, you know, 20 feet by 40 feet or whatever, Ooh. 50 feet. And there's another one of those creatures in there. Wow. Okay. And Dalgrave just wanted to open that door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We'd have such a hard time killing it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot about the All right, I've got another minute. Uh, Faraza is going to... And the disease that you... You got nine more minutes, technically. So I say, you, well, it's up to you. But explore away. I, I was going to just poke up into the other room over here. Is there... I see a door. Is that a door behind the uh, the northeasternmost vat? Uh, no. No, that's just a weird thing on roll 20. There's also... By the <laughs> way, I'm going to... Can I look at the map that we've already seen, like it was drawn in front of us, or do you want me to roll a dungeoneering to see a door that we haven't explored yet? Uh, no, no, there's no a door you haven't explored. That that door leads out to the Doolahan. That's the only other Well, door. there's a door in that chamber that we've seen before that has been unexplored. That's true. Oh, you mean... Yeah, outside in the chamber with the Doolahan. Scroll right, around. Right. We've got ten minutes. It wouldn't take. Oh, you that mean long. you're te- you're directing her to go do that? Well, I'm I'm suggesting to Matthew, perhaps not right. as Baron. And that is the door where a Cargrim said there was a secret entrance. Oh, the that's the room. door. Yes. All right. So Faraza will take a will stroll on through straight. She'll go straight through all these walls and walk into that room. Oh my God! Huh. So you go oh. straight through these walls, the northernmost walls in the room. She's just, she's not on this plane. There's right. nothing she can. There's nothing that can stop her from. Walking. Nothing can hurt her. Nothing Poss- can hurt. Nothing me. can possibly see her or hurt her. Oh Not even God, God Himself. Not hurt even her. an ethereal creature on the Ring other side. Ring racer gonna oh, show up? Yes, that 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 All right, would be the one so thing. That you would go be the thing through, that kills you. <laughs> and you just see a a a, a maze. A maze. Well, what? you look through. I'm and in the ideal ma- maze maze navigation. That's <laughs> true. The, the, mode the, right the now. Walls. If this is the kids' menu at Stucky's, you could just draw a straight line right to the exit. <laughs> <laughs> the walls of these passageways they're rougher than the stonework of other areas. Now you see everything in gray, but you can see it. it it's protruding out. The ground it's like, looks whoa. dirty, dusty. I don't know. If, can you feel like weather in ethereal? No, Probably I'm, I'm not. in a different yeah. plane. You're in a different plane, but you do see like 
these giant-sized faces protruding from clusters in the walls where it looks like they've been mortared into place. It's very unsettling, the way that these are looking at you that's even more uh, effed up because you're in another plane. Maybe words or symbols or runes are are written into the walls, but it's just like a maze. Where do you go? Do you keep going straight? Do you go right? Do you go left? Well, I'll check out. I'll explore the maze. But with, I just always keep walking through the walls. <laughs> so you keep walking through. I can't believe they get, they get, they put this item in this in this <laughs> in, in this mountain. I know. Until I hit the ethereal creature, I don't know why. And as you're walking through, you see three large creatures. Oh my god! They're like they look like skeletons, but they have this weird purple, disgusting sack that goes up. In, from inside of them, like down at their pelvis, until their tongue comes out exactly. in this oh. awful purple thing. Go ahead, roll a knowledge religion. I know exactly. What I they are. don't think I have. That. I don't have that. Oh, you have I, it. So I shall take a mental picture of them. Okay, and remember to tell my friends. Yeah, and Couple now angles. time is running out. You've you've been exploring this maze. You got only go sixty back. seconds. It's oh no, you can keep it going. <laughs> I can keep it going for ten minutes. Yeah, but she's gone. She's no no. I'm going right. I get it. I get it. Oh, yeah, and I'm not even walking. I'm kind of just hovering. Uh, I'll go north some more. You go north some more? Okay. Time's running out there, Feyraza. I I, I'm keeping an eye on the clock. It's not in real time. You know, you're going, going this way, going that way, going this way, going that way. It's I, I, I don't have to navigate the maze. I'm just like... You're just covering all the I'm ground. just going... Just okay. He's just going a diagonal line across yeah. the room and see everything. Uh... All right, that's the entire maze. You only see three creatures. And do I see an exit to the maze? Do you, since we know there's a secret. Based on the walls of this room, you don't. You would have to. You can like try to start walking through walls. Meanwhile, Baron, you're looking around this room that you're in while she's gone. Or are you just hanging out? I'm looking around the room we're in, and I think I have a memory of the room we fought that undead mammoth in. And I remember in both rooms, there seems to be some sort of trail or path that's like lined by stones. And it seems I'm reminded of that same thing existing in this room. Hmm. Well, as you're looking around, finally, 198 episodes in, your stone cutting has paid off. <laughs> what? What? Oh my God. That's why I just asked to look at your iPad so I could do a secret check. Oh. Because you find a secret door. <gasps> what? Wow. There's a secret door to the east. You see there's four vats, two to the north, two to the south. The northeast vat, about f- ten feet away, uh-huh. oh. there's a secret door in wow. the wall. Oh, wow. You see it. While Feyraza is off. She's gone, though. What effing you around. Do? You don't know where I am. I told you I'd be back. Dalgrith Pembroke, you're going to want to see this. Follow me. Dogbreath comes over. What you got, Baron? Pembroke cobbles over. Leaning, you know, leaning on his staff. I don't know. Maybe I've just been down underneath the mountains. But I don't know how you missed it, Dalgrith. You're so impressive out there. But I saw this one. I'm, I feel pretty good about it. And, and then not, as he gets closer, he's like, Ah, yes. I see it. I see what you see. What I, you see what I mean? It's a slim line there. It's, Good catch, my friend. It's crude architecture. It's not like dwarven stuff. But I, I'm going to take a listen at the ear, and he pulls out a little little uh, phonogram to put it up right to his ear. <laughs> and then he starts playing a little record. Um, uh, yeah. So, can I do a perception check at the door? Yeah. 
Natural 20. Oh, oh nice. <laughs> Just silence. Just 39. Complete silence. Uh, Baron say, will... Do we wait for Feraz or do we take a peek? What do you think, Pembroke? I think we take a peek. I think... Just a small peek. It might risk a little more light. Yes. On the situation. Risk makes me excited. <laughs> and, Baron, uh... You found the door. You do the honors. I'm guessing the perception counts for trap finding, or do you want me to do that separately? I do that separately. 15, so a 34. <laughs> Looks okay. Okay. Baron's going to stealthily open it. Okay. Ooh, pulled a Joe. 18 on the stealth. Yeah, and Dogwraith is like, oh my god. He like twitches. Is that an 18? Scratch. He's like, that sounds about like an 18. Shpunk. You see a small room <sighs> with a chest at the southern portion. It's about 15 Ooh. feet by 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 feet long, 15 feet wide, and a chest at the end just sitting against the southern wall of this very simple, unadorned chamber. And Baron looks back. Who has the keys? Who has the keys? We found keys on the men. No, I think I have. And he pulls out. It's like, ding, 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 the three keys. He's like holding them in his hand. Hold tight, Pembroke. In the monster hunting business, this is what we call a bit too easy of a find. A treasure chest sitting alone in a room. It reeks of trouble. Be careful. Or I'll go in and check it out. Let me know. Perhaps you should. All right, I've seen one of these before. Came alive, almost ate me for breakfast. Are you talking about a mimic? I'm talking about a mimic. I've only read about them in books. You saw one and lived to tell the tale? Oh, yes, of course. The mimic of Malgareves. He saw someone. Yes, stabbed it right through the keyhole. You've got to share some of these books you've read before. I mean, Uh, I guess I could ask now. I could ask (laughs) you guys to tell me. Why is it when the living legend is standing here before you? All right, all right. Let's, uh... I'm going to approach it quietly. If it comes alive and tries to eat me, you uh, pull out that great gun of yours and put it to, put to sleep quick. All right. Uh, he's going to come up stealthily to it. Okay. Uh, that is a 32. Okay. And he will do a perception. Once he's five feet away, he'll do a perception uh, okay. on it just to see if there's any trouble, see any traps, anything like that. Natural one. Natural one. Natural one. Good job, Joe. Natural one. Great Good work. job. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and it's not, but it's locked. Not uh, locked? Well, you see a keyhole. Uh, you perceive it, and uh, it does appear to be locked. But there's a keyhole. All right, so he'll try a key. Okay. Uh, did Pembroke give you all three of the keys? Yeah. All right, so you try one key. Nothing. You try the second key. It opens. Opens up and a ray shoots out at you. What? Of course, obviously. (laughs) Twenty-one against touch. Oh, that's probably a hit. Yeah, that's a hit. Oh boy! Look at his (laughs) dumb grin. (laughs) He loves this. Oh my god! Oh boy. (laughs) <laughs> this is a hell of a way to kill the newest character. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's not a surprise. This is exactly what I said was going to happen. It opens up. Well, not and exactly, but. This ray hits you, 
and you just start feeling crazy weak. But as you start to topple to the ground from this weakness, you see untold amazing treasure inside of it. But you take five negative levels. Oh, oh no! Geez. And we'll see you next week. Oh, oh no! no! <laughs> Episode 200! No! Oh! <laughs> no! Five negative levels. The Glass Cannon Podcast is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Giant Slayer is copyright 2015. Giant Slayer and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. 